Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. We've known this, we've known this man for years and years and years. And for the whole time, he, did, he loved God, but he still had this, this hook in him, you might say. They kept pulling him back and kept pulling him back. And finally, about, it been about 11 years ago now, he was in jail. And he said, you know what, that's it. I'm not, I'm not leaving this life. He said, I'm not, I'm not going out a drunk. I'm going to go out serving God. And he kind of turned it all over to God, and God totally delivered him. Totally delivered him. He said, it's, it's not even a part of me anymore. I don't even care about it. I don't think about it. I don't want it. It's not, it's, like, it's not like I'm having to fight the craving. The craving is not even there. It's like this is what God can do. God can totally deliver somebody, totally change them, totally set them free so that they're not, they're not even struggling with it anymore, whatever it is that they were struggling with. It could be anything. It could be depression or anxiety or fear or whatever. It could be anything, but you know, God will deliver you. But you have to just keep pressing. You have to keep pressing. I mean, how many times he said he wouldn't do it again, then he did it again. But finally, the day came where God totally delivered him. And so I praise God for his redeeming power. Hallelujah. He's a good God. I'm telling you, he's a good God. And I was so blessed this morning to be able to do that. So, uh, so he's going he's gonna to be going into prisons when the God opens the door and ministering to those because he's been there and knows what it's like. And... Uh, we pray God's blessing on him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 13. In Mark chapter 13, Jesus is talking about the, the return of the Lord, the return of Christ. And in verse 31, we'll start in 31. It says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, of the day or hour of his return, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven know the Son, but the Father alone. Take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know the, when the appointed time will come. It's like a man who went on a journey, who upon leaving his house gave authority to his servants, assigning to each one his task, and also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. But it's like a man, the Bible says. In verse 34, the coming of the Lord is like a man who went on a journey. Jesus was here. Jesus has left. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's ascended. He's not with us anymore. We're the ones who left on the earth. We're the ones who are his body. And we are his servants here. And the Bible says when he left, he gave authority to his servants and to each one his task. I just want to talk to you a little bit about the authority that God has given us. We have an authority that Jesus has left with us, his body on the earth, to do the works that he has done. Remember what it says, in, he, Jesus said this in John 14. He said, verily, I verily, I say unto you, he who believes in me. He who believes in me. you have any believers here this morning, this tonight? Anybody? Yes, amen. He who believes in me. That's me. You know, I confess this. I say, thank you, Lord. He who believes, the works that I did shall he do also, and greater works shall he do, because I go to my Father. 
Hallelujah. And he went to the Father. So I'm believing. I'm believing we're going to do the works that he did. I'm believing we're going to do the greater works. I believe we're going to see it. We're going to press in. We're going to keep going for it. We're going to confess that Jesus is Lord. We're going to believe everything he's done for us. And we're going to see it manifest in our midst. This Bible says the Son of, the Son of Man gave his slaves authority. Authority means what? Authority is the right to exercise power. To me, authority is almost like... Um, what do you call it when somebody else can sign a check for you? Power of attorney. It's almost like the power of, thank you, my memories. I had to tap the banks here. But it's like, almost like power of attorney. It's not you, but it's someone else gives you the authority to sign for them, to do what they would do. And that's what, that's what authority is. It's the power. God, the, the right. It's the right to use, to exercise power. You know, Jesus, through his death on the cross, he defeated the enemy. He defeated the devil. In Matthew chapter 28, what does he say? He says, behold, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Jesus has all authority. The devil doesn't have any authority over us anymore. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18, he said, behold, I was dead and I'm alive and forevermore. And I have the keys, he said. The keys are the symbol of authority. I have the keys of death and hell. He does. And his name is above every name, it says in the Bible. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's been exalted by the Father. He's been raised up. And his name is the name above every name. And in that name we go. <coughs> and in that name we have authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, the Bible says. And over all the power of the enemy. Behold, I give you, Jesus said, I give you you know, so many times we're waiting for God to do something. I think sometimes God's waiting for us to do something, to take the authority that he's given us and to use it to defeat the enemy. Hallelujah. Some Christians have, don't understand this. They don't understand their place in God. They don't understand what he's given them. I mean, they've never stood up in the face of the devil and said, no, in Jesus' name. But that's what we have to do. Whatever it is that's bothering you, whatever it is that's not right, whether it's sin in your life or sickness or disease or financial distress or whatever. Say no in Jesus' name. I thank you, God. You are my redeemer. You are my savior. You are my provider. You are my deliverer. You're everything I need. But I have to exercise the authority. You know, there's a, there's a testimony that we share fairly often because there's such truth in it, I think. And as a man, years ago, there was a minister named Norval Hayes. And he had a daughter who had all these growths on her body. And he was praying to God to remove the growths. He's saying, praying and praying, God, I, I pray for you to take the growths off, take the growths off. And finally, after a few years of, of much prayer, he finally said, you know what, this isn't working. So I'm going to switch my prayer. I'm going to ask God to give me wisdom. So he started praying for God to give him wisdom. And you have to understand, this man is like a bulldog. He prays for hours on end. And he kept praying and praying and crying out to God, saying, God, I need wisdom. I need wisdom what to do about these growths on my daughter's body. And finally, God took him to heaven. I don't know. I just kind of think God said, you know what, i got to give this guy an answer to shut him up. I'm tired of listening to him. So... Maybe that's not true, but anyway, but God took him to heaven, and the first thing God said to him, he said, what are you doing putting up with those growths on your daughter's body? See, so he expected God to give him an answer, though, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I need. but the first thing he put it on him, he said, what are you doing about those growths on your daughter's body? And he said, I just kind of stood there and kind of like, you know, ha, ma, ha, ma, ha, ma, he didn't know what to say. Because God said, it's up to you. He said, you're the head of your house. 
You go back there and you curse those things in Jesus' name. You curse those things in my name and you don't, and you stay in faith. You don't doubt. You believe and don't doubt. And those gross are gone. And so he came back to earth and he said, and he started speaking to those things. And it took a while. It took weeks. But he said, I spoke to them in Jesus' name. I curse you to the roots. I command you to die. I command every one of those girls to die in Jesus' name. I curse you to the roots. I believe in don't doubt. I thank you, Lord, for those girls leaving my daughter's body. I thank you, Jesus, taking the authority that God gave them. God says, I've given you authority. And when you exercise it, and weeks later, all of a sudden an angel showed up in her room and whew, gave her a whole new skin. All the growths were gone in Jesus' name. She got a he got a miracle, but he had to work. He had to declare. He had to walk in the authority that God's given him. I just want to briefly just share with you a few things that help us to have the confidence to walk the way God wants us to walk. In Ephesians, I want to talk real quick about redemption or being redeemed and about righteousness. Because when you understand who you are in Christ, it's easy to walk in the authority that God's given us. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, that's who I am. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 7, it says this. In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. In him, in him, we have redemption through his blood. What does it mean to be redeemed? I think we've heard that term before, but what it really means, the word means to be, to be released on payment of a ransom. To be released on payment of a ransom. See, what we have to understand is that before we were born again, we were in the kingdom of darkness. And we were trapped there. There was no way out. You know, I liken it to some poor woman who's been, who's been caught up in a, in a human trafficking uh, criminal. I tell you, the most despicable criminal, criminals on this planet are involved in human tra trafficking. It just, to me, it's such an abhorrent thing, such a heinous crime. But here's this poor woman caught up in human trafficking. She's stuck. She's going to be a slave her whole life. There's no way for her to free herself. She's trapped forever and ever. The only way for her to get free is for someone to purchase her. And you know, there really are Christian organizations that do that. They go to some of these places where this is going on, and they actually pay for the, for the freedom of some of these women, and then they set them free so that they can become all that God has called them to be. And that's the way we were. We were trapped. We were helpless. There was no way out of the kingdom of darkness for us. It doesn't mean you were evil in and of yourself, but, there's, but we weren't in God's kingdom. We weren't headed for heaven. But Jesus came, and by his death and burial and resurrection, by the shedding of his blood, he redeemed us, the Bible says. He made the payment that's due for our sin so that we could be set free, so that we could be set free and become all that God has called us to be. Hallelujah. He delivered us, the Bible says. The Father delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear Son. We're in God's kingdom now. We're not in the devil's kingdom. We're not in the kingdom of darkness. We have a right to say no to him. We were not, you, don't, can't, you can't control us anymore. Get, I, don't have to, I don't have to listen to you anymore. You're not my boss. Jesus is my boss. I'm in his kingdom now. And I am going to walk in the authority that he's gave me because of it. Hallelujah. Another key to understanding our authority is to understand that we've been made righteous. In 2 Corinthians, I tell you, this is a scripture that blows me away every time I read it. In 2 Corinthians chapter, 
chapter 5, and verse 21. It says this. He made him, God made Jesus, he, the Father, made him Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf. He made him to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise God. The devil wants to make you feel unworthy, that you can't use the authority that God's given you. He wants to tell you you're not good enough, that you've done too many things wrong. You know, believing that kind of lie will totally nullify your ability to step out and use the authority that God's given you. He, you know, he'll remind you. You know what you did last week? You know, you spoke sharply to your wife or you did something else. But the Bible says that we've been forgiven. In Isaiah chapter 54, it says, No weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousnesses of me, says God. God says, I'm their righteousness. It's not that they've earned it. It's not that they've done anything to deserve it. But I'm, I, through my death and sacrifice on the cross, have made them righteous. They are the righteousness of God. Can you believe that? The Bible says we've been made the righteousness of God himself. We are God credits us with his very own righteousness. Now, I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. And I know in and of myself I'm not righteous, but God will consider me righteous. He'll treat me as righteous and he'll act as if I'm righteous because of the, because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Hallelujah. As far as the east is from the west, the Bible says, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. You've been forgiven. You've been set free. And the devil comes with thoughts and says, God's not going to answer your prayers. You don't pray enough. You skipped church last week. I mean, he just, wants, he just wants to pepper your mind with all kinds of whatever it is to, just to condemn you, to keep you off balance, you might say, to keep you weak, to keep you from exercising the authority that God's given us. But what does the Bible say in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1? Listen, it says, there is therefore now what? There is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's no condemnation. Say that. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. There's no, there is no condemnation. When condemnation comes, tell, no, I'm not listening to you. I'm not taking that in Jesus' name. And if, they, and if you do miss it, what do you do? You go to God and you repent. And you ask him to forgive you, and he does. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God will cleanse you from all unrighteousness when we repent. And we can walk before him. We can use the authority that's given us because we've been redeemed, because we've been made righteous. We're in right standing with God. Hallelujah. And he loves us, and he'll honor us in Jesus' name. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. When the devil comes to make you feel small, you say no. When the devil comes to condemn you, no, in Jesus' name. I'm not listening to that. I'm not taking it in Jesus' name. And we can understand that. We can understand redemption. We can understand righteousness. But we also understand that we have to take our authority over the devil. In First Peter, In 1 Peter chapter 5, in verse 8, is a warning by Peter. He said, be sober, be vigilant. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. I like the King James says, whom resist? Resist him, steadfast in your faith 
knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by the brethren who are in the world. But he says, we have an enemy, the devil. He goes around prowling, seeking someone to devour, someone who's not walking in their authority, someone who's, not, who's being crippled by sin or whatever. But he says, we speak against him, resist him, steadfast in your face. Just resist him and resist him and resist him. Someone says, well, I, I said no to the devil, but I don't think he left. I said, say no again. And say no again, and say no again, and say no again. It's what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians. Having done all to stand, what? Stand, therefore. Stand and say, this is it. I'm, not, here's, draw, I'm drawing a line in the sand, and you're not crossing it in Jesus' name. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to fight you. I'm going to come against you. You know, we, God doesn't want us to be weak. He wants us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and speak to the devil. And use the authority that God's given us and say, no, in Jesus' name. You're not robbing me of my finances. You're not robbing me of my health. You're not robbing me of my peace. You're not robbing me of my joy. You're not putting fear on me. You're not putting depression on me. Go for me in Jesus' name. We, we, we have to just stand up and boldly say it. You know, I was listening to John Osteen, uh, uh, not Joel, John, his father. And he was talking about uh, years and years ago when he first got filled with the Spirit, how he... Uh, he, he decided he, he was going to have a healing meeting in his church. And he said, I was shaking in my boots. He says, because I, I, I felt to do it, so I did it. But when, it, when the day came, he said, man, there's like hundreds of people lined up. And the first guy they brought, I said, bring the first one up here. So he brought him up. He said, I was hoping it was going to be just a headache or a stomachache. And they said, this guy hasn't, hasn't spoken a word his whole life. He's in his 40s. He's never spoke. And he said, I stepped back, and inside me, he said, I'm shaking like a leaf. He said, but you know what? I decided to stay, stand on the authority that God's given me. And I said, in Jesus' name, I command that dumb spirit to come out of you in the name of Jesus. And he said, and I held the microphone to him. I said, say, Jesus, say I love Jesus. And the guy says, I love Jesus. He said, I was as surprised as anybody, but it works. Hallelujah. Because he stepped out. Step out. It does not, you know, step out in faith and see what happens. Hallelujah. God loves us, and God wants us to be, to step out in the authority. We have to understand that God has given us authority. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, the Bible says but against principalities and powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world. Someone said, well, if I just leave him alone, will he leave, will he leave me alone? No. There's, can I tell you something? There's no such thing as peaceful coexistence with the devil. He's a rat. You can't just ignore him. You've got to attack him. You've got to let him know that you're the boss. You know, it's like, it's like in a family when the kids act up, and my wife used to say, listen, I'm the mother, you're the child. You know, that's it. That settles it. No more questions. You do what we're going to say in hallelujah, in Jesus' name. So God has given us authority. Believers, believers, it says in Mark chapter 16. Believers, in my name, in my name. That's the authority, his name. In my name, believers are what? They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They'll cast out demons. That's what he said. That's what we're authorized to do. Behold, I've given you, he said to, his, to the servants that he sent out when they came back. When Jesus commissioned 70 people to go out and pray and heal, they came back and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, Behold, I've given you authority. I've given it to you to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Jesus is the name above every name. Resist the devil, the Bible says. Well, in James. In James, it says, submit to God. We have to be submitted to God. 
If you're living for God, you can, you can walk in the authority that's given you. Submit to God, the Bible says. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us authority in the earth. You've given us the power of the Holy Spirit. You said to go in your name and do the works that you did. And I pray, Lord, for us to walk in the authority that you've given us, the delegated authority that you've put upon your church, upon your people. Hallelujah. So that we can take authority that you've given us and see victory in our lives, see victory over sickness and disease, see victory over demon oppression, see victory over in every area of our life. I thank you, Lord, for giving us courage to step out, for giving us the boldness to do what you've called us to do and to see the victory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I pray for everyone here, Lord, that something will rise up on the inside of them concerning things in their life that need to change. And they'll start taking the authority that you've given them and saying no to the enemy, saying no to fear, saying no to depression, saying no to whatever it is, saying no, no in Jesus' name. I give you no place in me. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is within me. I've been bought with a price, and I'm going to glorify God in my body and in my spirit, which are God's. In Jesus' name. In Jesus', in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.